Welcome to Mindful Moments of Mars. This is an audio experience that asks, how distracting would it to, to, would it be to see three pumpkins in the sky which are involved in a love triangle? This is a question which we asked yesterday. <coughs> I hope you, you considered that. I'll now reveal the answer. The answer is pretty distracting. If you were out the bout one day and you saw three pumpkins in the sky and, and you knew somehow that they were involved in a love triangle. Yeah, I mean, let's say you were going to the shops and you had decided not to bring a shopping list because you're like, I'll remember the four things I need. But then you see the pumpkins. I think odds are you might you might not come back from the shop with all four things. You'd be like, oh, I've only got three of them because of the pumpkins in the sky that had a love triangle. That's what earth skies are like in this story. But in the other story, which is Chessmen, Chessmen of Mars, the sky has moons in it and the sun and the sun who's a hot Lothario. So let's return to that story and see what's happening with Tara of Helium. <coughs> Tara of Helium looked out. I'm a little bit sick, but I'll be all right. I'll pull through. Tara of Helium looked out across the fair valley that spread upon all sides of her. It was rich and beautiful. But even as she looked upon it, she shuddered. For to her mind came a picture of the headless things that the towers and the walls hid. Those by day and the bants by night. Ah, was it any wonder that she shuddered? With the coming of the sun, the great Barsoomian lion rose to his feet. He turned angry eyes upon the girl above him, voiced a single ominous growl, and slunk away toward the hills. The girl watched him, and she saw that he gave the towers as wide a berth as possible, and that he never took his eyes from one of them while he was passing it. Evidently, the inmates had taught these savage creatures to respect them. Presently, he passed from sight in a narrow defile, nor in any direction that she could see was there another. Momentarily, at least, the landscape was deserted. The girl wondered if she dared to attempt to regain the hills and her flyer. She dreaded the coming of the workmen to... <coughs> Let's try that again. She dreaded the coming of the workmen to the fields, as she was sure they would come. She shrank again, seeing the headless bodies, and found herself wondering if these things would come out into the fields and work. She... Should... Do I need to do a reminder, a little catch-up on what these headless things are? Yeah, let's do a little catch-up. Because we've been deep in Banth territory for the past week or so. Prior to the Banths, there was another concern. Headless humans. They wander about the place. They don't have heads. Um, that's strange. Let's just... Okay, so let's note that. Put that to one side. The headless humans seem to be corralled and uh, uh, directed by beheaded humans. Beheaded as in having heads rather than that they have been beheaded. But their heads are oblate. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of different head situations going on. Tara has a normal head. It hasn't emphasized that in the story. They, well, it has probably said that she's perfectly proportioned. I think Edgar Rice Burroughs likes saying that about people. So let's let's say that she has uh, the shape 
and size of head that one would expect a, a Martian to have of her age. Um, and let's imagine a head now and take a breath. It can be any head you want. Or you don't, if you want to, you don't have to imagine a head. You can just take a breath. Or if you don't want to take a breath, you don't have to, but do take a breath at some point. Because um, you do need to. Okay, let's do that now. 